Welcome to Hustlers Healthy Hacks. I'm Madeline Carafa, creator and host of The Healthy Hustlers. And I'm Tegan Martin, former Miss Universe Australia and presenter. Every Tuesday, we will be bringing you raw and honest conversations that we hope will empower you to live a healthier, happier life. If you enjoy our conversations, we'd love you to follow our adventures on Instagram. You can find Tegan at Tegan.Martin and myself, Madeline, at The Healthy Hustlers. Now let's dive into this week's conversation. Hey, Teagues. Hi, Mads. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Rugged up in a puffer jacket, um, but apart from that, I'm very well. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, we really wanted to talk to you guys today just a little bit and preface our episode with what's happening in the world right now. And um, Mads shared a really beautiful quote with me this morning that I would love you to hear. We both really want to recognise what's taking place and although we don't really have words to explain it or to articulate it at the moment, we I know we're both doing our best to educate ourselves um, about what is happening and that's something that I would highly encourage everyone to do. I think we just need to be reading and learning and educating ourselves right now on this matter. But I did want to share a poem from the beautiful Cleo Wade. Um, she shared this in her book actually which I'm reading which is Where to Begin and it's basically a collection of her poems and thoughts and it's designed to be a book that you can pick up at any moment to feel a little bit of comfort and contentment. And it's a really, really beautiful book. So if you enjoy this poem, I would highly recommend getting a copy of that. Um, I've got it next to my bedside table and I yeah, just love, love picking it up when I feel like I need it. But this is an extract from that book. The world will say to you, we need to end racism. Start by healing it in your own family. The world will say to you, how do we speak to bias and bigotry? Start by having the first conversation at your own kitchen table. The world will say to you, there is too much hate. Devote yourself to love. Love yourself so much that you can love others without boundaries and without judgment. That's so beautiful. It's amazing. And I I love Cleo's work. So... Yeah, like I said, we we don't know enough about what's happening right now, I think, to talk in depth about it too much, but we are doing our absolute best to educate ourselves. So we'll put some links in the show notes to some really good resources that we've found um, and some good pieces if you guys are interested in reading a little bit more, which we do highly encourage you to do. Mm, absolutely. As we said, it's been a saddening week for so many an enlightening week for so many and one thing that I think so many of us have learned is that it's not enough to be not racist we have to be anti-racist and I think you and I both went through periods of going do we share do we share do we not do we say something we don't want to say the wrong thing you know there's so much negativity circulating some of people trying to do something well-intentioned on social media at the moment I think that's instilling a lot of fear in so many so the one thing to remember is just to be kind to one another uh, particularly when people are well-intentioned in trying to educate themselves um, amongst this difficult time for many and as we wanted to to mention you know we are we are two white girls we we aren't educated about this topic and we just wanted to acknowledge it despite this fact the fact that this podcast is a healthy habits podcast and we will dive into that soon. We just really thought it was important to acknowledge that first. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest takeout takes it to what you're saying is education is key here and we need to all become more educated on the situation. And I know personally, I actually lived in the US when I was 23 and it was probably the first time in my life that I really realized how privileged I was to be born into a country, into a white family where opportunity was everywhere and that I had access to everything, you know, good healthcare, education, opportunities. But I didn't at all know the extent of racism at all. And I'm learning so much right now about this topic. So yeah, I'll continue to share stuff on my Instagram and we'll share it in the show notes. And I know that you'll be doing the same. Absolutely. So let's get into today's Healthy Hacks conversation. I think flowing on from, you know, obviously we are quite topical in this podcast, Teagues, and Mm -hmm. it's because, you know, we have devoted ourselves to self-growth and to self-discovery and we love learning new things and learning from our experiences, past Mm -hmm. experiences, past conversations. I think we're always evolving as humans and always learning and, and so is our audience, which is why they tune in. So a huge thing it's been coming up for both of us throughout this year, 2020. It's been a year of history making really to be, it has, it's been absolutely crazy, but I just feel so strongly in my heart that we are all living and breathing this right now for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like we are alive in 2020 for a reason. And I truly believe that every single one of us will be part of the change mm. to make us a more conscious, conscious globe. Like I think as a collective, we will come out of this stronger. We have to, really? like we have to, I think. The quote that's going around on Instagram at the moment is amazing. It talks about the fact that maybe this year is so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary and so raw because we need to be forced to grow and you and I are big believers in things happening for a reason and the fact that they're all all of these quite out there things that are happening um, in 2020 can't all be squashed into the same year for no reason there has to be a reason it's because you know maybe the little niggles that the universe has been giving us aren't being actioned or we haven't been taking them seriously enough and we've just been moving back to our crazy busy schedules that involve just trying to to do things and get things done and support our families and make more money or whatever it may be Um, we've really been forced to slow down and to stop and to look around and go okay what do we want for our future generations yeah absolutely I yeah I've loved seeing that quote go around it's definitely been being shared a lot the last week or so. And, you know, I think you and I both talk a lot about trusting in the process and believing that things happen for a reason. And what I'm personally finding is that 2020 is making us actually live and breathe that in the way that we don't have control of what's happening now. Mm -hmm. And we have to let go of that idea or that thought that we were ever in control. Mm. And if we actually truly do trust the process, then why are we always trying to control things? Yeah. If we truly believe that things happen for a reason, why are we trying to control exactly what our future looks like, exactly what businesses look like? Like let's let go of that idea of control and truly honour the fact 
that we trust in the process. I love that, Mads. I remember my parents talking to me about the fact that I wasn't immune to disability, natural disaster happening in my area. You know, so many things that we look at around the world and in other people that we, you know, we, we feel empathy for them. I remember my parents saying to me when I was younger that none of us were immune to these things happening. And it kind of has, I guess, always kept my eyes opened a little bit in knowing that I don't know what's around the corner. Um, and then on top of that, being in the industry that I've been in, things are just so quick to change and I'm constantly being rejected. You know, I get so close to getting a big role that I really want and then, you know, it goes to someone else and it's been like a zigzag if you were to look at, you know, what I've achieved and what I've done. And I know um, you're probably the same now, Mads, that you're sort of in sort of the same industry. Um, things are really not in your control whatsoever. You're not in a nine yeah. to five where you know what's coming the next week. You're really not. So I do think that this has been probably a little bit easier for me, all of this, you know, random crazy stuff that's just popped up out of nowhere, but it's still been really hard. So I can only yeah. imagine for someone who is – really in routine and really likes to be in control of what's going on in their life. I can't imagine, you know, how hard this would have been for them. Absolutely. And I think, you know, any mums listening will be able to resonate to this, but it's just coincidence that for me, it's happened at the same time. But for me, really learning to let go of control was when I had Georgia, Mm. because all of a sudden I had this little human who dictated (laughs) my life, which... (laughs) That's what babies are meant to do or children are meant to do. Um, Bring us back to the present moment. <laughs> absolutely. And it's been a huge, huge growth area for me personally. And I don't think prior to having Georgia or prior to con- coronavirus happening and all of this stuff this year, I don't think I would have said that I was a control freak. But now I'm realizing I think we all are. Like as mm, humans, absolutely. we're addicted to control and it brings us comfort and it brings us confidence I think too to think we know how things will play out um and it's something that I'm it's a work in progress for me absolutely and I'm so not even close to being fully comfortable with it but I'm aware that I'm having to learn to let go of it and I'm doing my hardest to get comfortable with that and something that's been coming up in a lot of the in conversations is controlling the controllable it's so simple and it's so true. And there's actually a, a little quote from a guy that I've been following on LinkedIn called Ben Crow. His Mojo Crow is his business. And he's basically a, a mentor or a performance coach for some of the most successful people in the world. Um, he worked for Nike for years. You know, he's worked with Michael Jordan, with LeBron, like the who's who in the world. And I was listening to one of his um, videos on LinkedIn and something I put down in my notes, which I really loved was we're in total control of our emotions, which in turn creates our mindset because we control our words. And it really hit home with me was, you know, all these guests talking about control the controllable. And one of the biggest things that we can always control is our emotions, which exactly what he said, then dictate is dictated by our mindset and those emotions are dictated by the words that we use. Mm, I love that. I thought that was pretty powerful and it's something that I've been going back to a lot and really thinking like, okay, how am I today controlling my words and my emotions? The way I react to these is having a direct 
influence on the way that my day plays out, my week plays out, George's day plays out. I love that. It's we're not able to be in control of the specifics. We're not able to be in control of what our next job is. If we lose our job, you know, where we want it, which suburb we want to live in, when we're going to fall pregnant, like there are so many things that are out of our control, but what we are in control of is how we respond to things not going how we thought they were going to be. And that in turn, by feeling a positive emotion in response to something not going how we thought it would and really embodying that positive emotion rather than an angry, it didn't happen like I wanted it to, I'm upset, I'm sad, I'm not going to move forward with positiveness today, I need to sit in this. What we do is we raise our vibration and we attract in something else that's really great. So um, something we're learning in the Manifestation and Magic course with Holly as a party, which I've done before. So um, it's kind of I'm rehashing the same thing, but it's really good for me to remind me that when we're manifesting and trying to attract things into our world, it's not always um, the best thing to do to be super specific about what that is because so many things are going to change in life and and divulge into a different direction. But if we can try and embody the feelings we want to feel, so for example, I want to make this much next year to provide for my family. Um, how would I feel if I if that happened for me? And then try and channel an emotion from your past of a time where you felt that feeling, and then you will attract in maybe not that exact amount or whatever, but you will you will attract something in that area into your life because you're feeling that feeling, and you're just attracting in good feelings. Like at the end of the day, we all just want to be happy, right? Like we have so many goals and we're so hard on ourselves, but yeah. the, the main object of life is to be happy and if we can channel that happiness from past situations we will raise our vibration and attract in that emotion which will bring us it doesn't matter what it brings us because we'll be happy oh my goodness I, I love hope that, that makes <laughs> made any had, sense <laughs> no I seriously had goosebumps when you're saying that because it's so true and that's one of the biggest things that I have learned with manifestation is the feeling, to tap into feelings, Mm. stop getting so specific and tap into how you want to feel. Because there's no expectations on feelings. There's expectations on specific outcomes, which what do we know? Expectations, high expectations specifically just let us down. And it's funny that you, I know we've spoken about expectations in the past in other episodes, but I'm reading at the moment, which I mentioned in my last in conversation, is The Conscious Parent. And it's all about Basically, if any mums are interested in reading it, you can read it if you're not a mum. It's an interesting book, but it's basically about how our children allow us to have the biggest spiritual awakening. And it's about awakening ourselves before we're trying to put any expectations on what our children should be or how they should be or what type of kid they should be. And there was a piece in it that I was reading last night all about how mothers you know, this mother had placed so much expectation on how she wanted this event to be down to the, you know, the finer details. And then on the day, a few things went wrong. Like I think the in the story, like the balloon lady was late and <laughs> the DJ's like sound system didn't work. And because she was so obsessed with controlling that event and that outcome, mm-hmm. those things actually made her not enjoy the party and look at it as an absolute disaster. Instead of tapping into 
how that event was going to make her feel. She was surrounded by all of her friends and family. They were celebrating an amazing milestone of her son. Like that should be enough. That feeling that you get from being with all the people you love in one room should be enough for that day to be so bring so much happiness and to be successful and to be a beautiful day. But instead she'd placed so much emphasis on controlling the outcome and how she wanted it exactly to be that she then looked at the day as a bit of a disaster or, you know, like, oh, that was a bit of a shit show. And it actually took me back to, I think, just having an events background Mm. and how, you know, I did have to learn to let a lot of that stuff go you know you most can't. people won't notice it <laughs> exactly they totally won't and I know I that was my approach going into my wedding was like the things that I'm going to stress over or try to control people are not even going to notice mm. like so long as we're all in one place and the vibe's good and everyone's happy like that's all that matters absolutely I I wanted to go deeper on that example you've just given because I feel like and my girlfriends and I were talking about this the other day in re- relation to weddings because they're obviously a big causer of stress and being fixated on outcomes and how things should be um, we were talking about the fact that most of the stress and being so fixated on how we want the flowers you know where we want people to sit all the things that literally cause people to lose sleep at night are actually a result of caring what other people are going to think about the day. Um, if you're in the moment and being present and you're surrounded with every single loved one that you have, like how can you have a bad time unless you're worried about what other people um, want out of that day, which at the end of the day doesn't really matter. It's supposed to be a day about you, which is ironic because I feel like for these big milestones like weddings and you know milestone birthdays, we end up stressing so much about other people that it can often, and I know for me, like my 21st, I remember it being a shamozzle because people decided they didn't want to drink and then that upset me because I was like well if you're not drinking you're not going to have fun and then you know it just became about everyone else and and you know don't have the celebration if you're not going to be able to let go of the fact that not everyone's going to love every part of the day and that's there that's on them not you that's exactly what this year I believe is teaching us is to let let go of that control, let go of that expectation. I think everyone had, you know, I shouldn't assume, I'm I'm assuming or I think mm-hmm. a lot of people had that expectation of like 2020 being such a magical year, being such a End huge decade, year. All yeah. the things. I remember doing a journal exercise on like the last 10 years and what I've achieved and it was really great but it definitely being the end of a decade like put a lot of emphasis on like the new decade, like what we're going to do, what we're going to achieve. It's got really quite yeah. funny thinking about that exercise no, now and what's unfolded post that. <laughs> but I think if we can shift that thought pattern or that, you know, being trapped in that, like it was meant to be a magical year Mm. and actually just embrace what's happening. Yes, it's not great. Like, but what are we learning from this? Like, how are we growing as humans right now? Like, what have you taken? What positive things have you taken from this year? From if it's being around your family more, if it's being in your home more, like there are a lot of positives. So I think, you know, focusing on them, focusing on our emotions, our words, our reactions to things. Mm. Like let's focus on that and the things that we can actually have complete control over and let's just let the rest be, you know, let's get comfortable with the unknown. I love that. I 
can almost feel a sense of people seeing the other side of this COVID period of time and they're already starting to wind up the the drive and the you know the goal list of goals and what they're going to do now that we have been sort of returning to normality and I'm like oh I just hope that we all remember the lessons and the growth that's come from this and we remember how important spending quality time with our families and we don't go back to traveling around the country focused on our bank accounts and you know the house that we want to buy like we've got to remember the lessons because if we don't remember that um thing that I always say that someone said to me once um the universe will tickle you it will slap you and then it will hit you with a bus like you will learn the lesson like it doesn't matter how much you try and push back against the lesson or avoid what the universe is trying to tell you like it it's going to happen so try and listen to the niggles and with 2020 we've we've been hit by a bus really like we're screaming in our face every single day it's not tickling anymore the universe is like hello like you guys need to wake up you need to go back to basics you need to grow food and be around your loved ones and not worry about pretentious or materialistic items it's not Mm -hmm. what life's about I hope that we come back to a, a you know, a more grounded place and a more happy place um, on the other side of this. And I love the quote by Steve Maraboli. Uh, sorry if I've said that wrong. That is, you must learn to let go, release the stress. You were never in control anyway. And it's so funny that you finish on that note, Teagues, because just before we hit record, I was with one of my girlfriends, Jess, and we were speaking about control and how so many people learning to let go of it this year and she made this amazing point that control is an illusion we've never ever actually had control we just think we have and it's because when things don't work in our favor or don't go the way that we wanted that's why we have such strong reactions and we get so emotional is because we were tricked into thinking that we had control. But if we can actually all just be comfortable with the fact of we never actually had it, it's a total illusion. And when she said it, I was like, you're so right. Like you're completely right. And I think that where it comes back to what we were talking to at the start is trusting in the process. Like if we actually sign up to that and we wholeheartedly believe that, then let's live it, live that and breathe it every day and let's trust the process. Let's mm. trust that the universe actually does have our back. I know it's easy to say, guys. I know we're here preaching all of this, but just know that it's not easy for us every day as well. My fellow Virgos out there, shout out to you. You know, <laughs> I, I did say that, you know, I've been fairly good at going with the flow, but there are certain areas of my life, like with my relationships, that I definitely try and control. You know, I want to please everyone. I want to ensure that I'm giving everyone equal time. And that's definitely one area that I'm working on. So we're here with you working on the, uh, you know, journey of letting go of control. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to hear any feedback you have on things that you've taken away from this app and maybe how you've um, weaved them into your life. Yeah, absolutely. And look, exactly what you said, Teague's like, and I said it already. We're so far from perfect (laughs) from this, but these are our thoughts and our opinions at the moment as we're, I guess, evolving and growing through this process as well. So yeah, I hope you guys have all got something out of this. 
we'd love to hear from you if you have. <laughs> You're all so beautiful with your messages and um, emails. We've actually been really overwhelmed lately by oh, the ones, especially totally. on passion. We've been getting a lot from that. So, yeah, we're just so grateful for That's you guys. keeping us inspired. So thank it you. It is. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on the podcast app. If you'd like to suggest a topic, we'd love to hear from you via Instagram at The Healthy Hustlers or via the website, thehealthyhustlers.com. If you'd like to stay up to date with all things hustle, please follow at Tegan.Martin and at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram. See you all next week.